Nerdcast. Game Nerd and Diablo. No, no Diablo here. <laughs> How's everybody doing tonight? Doing pretty good. Doing good. So, welcome to the GNA Podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where we get drunk and talk about shit, stuff, whatever the hell we want. That's a, that's tonight's show. We're talking about whatever the hell we want, because we can. We got joining us tonight, D and Zyberblood. How you guys doing tonight? Prost. Doing pretty good. Prost to all yeah. Doing good. Man, so it's been a hell of a week. There's been, uh, there's been some... Stuff going down, been some stuff flying around, gaming news. But uh, I think we got to recognize one super important thing, and I may be wrong, but I think today is Bruce Campbell's birthday. Ah, the Bruce Meister. I think it is. I think it is his birthday. Anybody know how old he is? Anybody? 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 I, I don't know. 52? Really? 52? No, I'm being nice. How old do you I think was... he is, Iberblood? Um, I think he's... I'm probably going to, like, you know, get a nasty email from, but I think he's close to 70. I think 64, honestly. 64, God. Well, the gentleman was born in 1958, so what does that make him today? 1958. Let's see. That makes him, uh, I'm 37, so that makes my mom, he's 59. 58. 58, all right. Or actually, no, 59 today, isn't it? Yeah, it's 59. Yeah. Oh, shit. I don't remember. Anyways, math wasn't my strong point. But happy birthday, Bruce Campbell. Happy you're, birthday, you're awesome. Bruce you're Campbell. You're a friggin' legend. Yes. So, okay. I know what I'm drinking tonight. I actually just uh, posted a quick um, preview on Facebook. So I'm going to get into that in a minute. I just but... did a similar thing. Yeah, yeah. What are you drinking tonight, Zyberlet? Well, tonight I am drinking a recommendation from a place that I stopped in to eat uh, yesterday with the wife. It is Two Roads No Limits Heppenweizen. Ooh. Sounds good. Yeah, it is absolutely delicious. And the guy that runs the place is very knowledgeable on uh, beer and meat. Well, that... Uh... That sounds like a weird sexual advance to me, but I'm still okay Right, with it. right. But... Here's here's the best part. Like the name of his uh his business is Chops and Hops. I love it. <laughs> Meat Market. I absolutely love it. Right? That's awesome. Well, so tell us about it. What's it like? What's it taste like? How's it smell? God, it's gotta smell wonderful. It does. It it smells like your traditional uh Bavarian Hefeweizen. Um it's I don't know about the color because I'm drinking it right from the can. I'm not, you know, being prude and pouring it into a glass. Wait, <laughs> wait from a can? I, I honestly yeah. never even, like, I mean, well, I like IPAs from a can now. So, yeah, Hefeweizen from a can. That sounds about right. Normally, no. But I'm saying, I mean, I, I normally would say an IPA doesn't go good in a can. But then I tried one and it's right. I mean, really this... freaking good. No, the this... reason why I say uh, I'm very surprised and shocked is um, now... Yeah, I, IPAs in a can are great because the cans keep them really uh, fresh and everything else. But normally, they must be doing something different because normally, with a Hefeweizen, it's bottled, you know, glass bottles or something like that. And the right, reason right, being right. is because they normally go through a second fermentation process. So they would expand the cans and explode the cans. Usually aluminum cans don't have enough strength for it. So they must do it a little bit differently because traditionally, they, they do the second fermentation while in the bottle. Which right. creates, of course, the, you know... 
the carbonation and pressure and everything else. So I'm just, I'm just, wow. I, I haven't seen that before. Yeah, I mean, it tastes keg fresh. Damn. Now, is that's... it a keg? What do you, by the can? Do you mean a keg? Because you can get them in a keg, or do you mean literally like? Psh, no, it's cans? literally a can. Check out my uh, Instagram shot of it. Um, wow. Feel free to look it up. Then I it's... bet you they do. I bet you they have it do the second fermentation process and then can it. Then. Yeah, they must. Have. Yeah, they have to. Yeah, that's just that's just new to me. So that's pretty cool. I'll have to check it out. I'll have to try yeah, it out. It's, that's it's definitely worth getting into. Very nice. So D, what are you drinking with us tonight? Well, I, I, I'm pretty hooked right now on this Watch Who's It Blueberry Ale, so I am pounding down some more of those. Ooh, yeah, you had those last time. Yeah, I picked up more. I, I did. I went back. I picked up more. Man, that's got to be a that's got to be a fantastic beer then. I I went back. Yeah. So so just give us a quick brief uh, description of it, just in case somebody didn't it didn't listen to that previous episode. <clears throat> well, of course it's it's a. It's a typical ale, uh, which are it has a very low uh, bitterness unit. It's a sweet ales are typically sweeter. It's only an IBU of ten. It's Gosh. got the traditional four point five percent alcohol, uh, so it's a very good summer one. Well, they do this one, this ale, they add blueberry to this, which is uh, phenomenal. And it's tough to do a blueberry. I've had other beers with blueberry, mm-hmm. and they were awful. But they did a really good job of balancing the flavor. It adds just the right amount of sweetness and a blueberry smell and aftertaste that doesn't hit you hard. It like whispers to you. You know, it, it's just that little whisper. Tickles it, your ball sack. <laughs> pretty much. But it, they they balance the flavors very nicely in that. Awesome. Nice. Now, if, awesome. for the viewers, for the listeners, if they don't know what an ale is, uh, it's different, of course, nowadays. But traditionally. Ales were known as hopless beers because they didn't they didn't brew them with hops. They brewed them with like malt and wheat. Right. Uh, and hops were generally uh, uh, retained for royalty. What they did to add the bitterness units or the bitterness sorry the bitterness is they used to take um, uh, spices and herbs and in a mixture which was called a gruet, and they used to add that. But now these ones and most ales today now do have hops added for the bitterness to balance out the flavor the sweetness. I can understand that. I definitely understand that. Well, very cool. Well, tonight I'm trying a, another rum, a brand new rum. Well, not a brand new rum, brand, brand new to me. Um, it's called <laughs> George Bowman. It's a pioneer spirit. It's a colonial era dark Caribbean rum. Um, it's 80 proof. It comes in a really cool looking bottle, to be perfectly honest. And in the back of the bottle, there's like a little map of, well, honestly, I don't know. I'll, I'll probably, once I drink more and more of this, I'll, I'll probably tell you better what it looks like. But, uh, I mean, it's like a little compass there. I see something that says Caribbean Sea and some weird-looking dick thing. Oh, no, that's my finger. Forget it. Nope, sorry. That's, that's, that's not a dick thing. Um, yeah, on the back of it, it's got like a, a whole little a whole little blurb. I won't read uh, the whole thing, but it just goes on. Good day, Mr. Dickfinger. <laughs> goes on about the 17th century, and uh, it's uh, something about Surgeon General's. Oh, they didn't have those in this. No, no, sorry, 16th century. Anyway, so it's a it's a very it's a dark looking, um, 80 proof rum. It looks it looks really good to be perfectly honest. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna do what I normally been doing with the rum. I'm actually gonna try I'm gonna try it straight and I'm gonna try it mixed to see which one you know is better. So I've got a little shot glass of it here. I'm gonna give a little sip of it, see what it's like. Sip on the tip. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's sip that's a. That's a very, very um, common kind of rum flavor. It's got all right. It's got that. It's got that burn all the way through, like the old school style rums Ooh. that you have. So it's uh, it's it's a warming rum. It's one of those rums that when so you sip, 
is firewater rum. Um, no, no, it's not as bad as firewater. It's uh, but it's definitely it. It warms you immediately from it hits your lips. Has a very has a very uh, sweet smell to it, but it's not spiced. But it's a very it's a very distinct rum. It's it's a very distinct common rum. And I don't say common is a bad thing. All right. I mean common. I love rums, so it's got that very traditional rum flavor to it. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say that this is a shooting rum, um, but unless you really, really like rum, I probably wouldn't sip this. I would probably just shoot it, or I'm assuming it's going to taste pretty good in this mixed drink because it definitely tastes like it would mix well. Let's see what this one's like. Yeah, actually, wow, that's surprising. Um... You know, I did my normal, like, three three shots to a half a can of Coke. Um, I was expecting, actually, a little bit more pronounced taste. Uh, but really, as soon as I mix in the Coke with it, it uh, it actually fell flat. In fact, weird thing is, is that little bit of sweetness that I got out of the sip of the rum, it almost is completely gone. There, there's It almost like it nullified the sweetness, not only in the rum, but of the Coke, too. It, it almost like it went... Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's actually weird. Maybe hold on, maybe I uh That's that's kinda weird. <laughs> yeah, maybe I just didn't get a maybe I just got some like a weird sip. Hold on. Flavor canceling rum, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, there's like no sweetness to this to this at all now. Maybe it's because I put Diet Coke in it. Maybe it like uh maybe. Know, maybe maybe it mutated the aspartame. Oh the uh the aspartame. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it uh Oh wow. Oh, actually, no. They stopped putting aspartame in this. They started putting sucralose in them now. They stopped putting aspartame in it. Yeah, sucralose. Maybe it, uh, maybe it, uh, I don't know, maybe it, uh, maybe it just, like, nullified the sucralose in it or something. That's really weird. It, it now tastes like, it tastes like straight, um, Coke syrup. <laughs> like, but, but it does, it has no sweetness to it. It's, that's the weirdest thing in the world. So, uh, end report. This is definitely a drink the rum by itself. Do not mix this. Uh, man, I'm going to have to try. I'm going to have to save some of this. Or at least in diet. I'm going to say, say, say before, before we call that one, shouldn't mm. we try it with like a regular Coke or regular soda that doesn't, it doesn't have the diet crap in it? Or well, maybe, I, I got uh, one. Yeah, I got one. Uh, I got one of the Cokes with sugar cane in it. So, I'm actually going to try that uh, later on in the podcast if I can. If I can get my ass out of this chair and go get it, um, but uh, yeah, that's that's the weirdest thing in the world. I have never experienced that before. I mean, weird. Yeah, it's got like no sweetness. You know what? I'm gonna try one of these again, but I'm gonna put it into a glass glass or a glass, um, you know, or a glass or a mug. Because right now I'm drinking out of my copper mug, and uh, I mean I normally drink out of this just because I, I, I like how it keeps things cold. But uh, I'm I'm gonna try it in a glass one just to make sure that it's, it might not be the copper tainting the taste of it or something like that. All right, good hypothesis. Yeah, that's the weirdest thing in the world. So you got the taint, huh? Yeah, I got I got something out of that. I'm not I'm not sure what I got, but definitely got the gooch. as of right this moment, this is definitely a uh, a drink drink rum. Like drink the rum. Don't mix it with something. You know, if you're gonna mix it with something, maybe mix it with other rum. Um, I can see that. But yeah, it's got a it's got a my ties Long Island iced teas. I mean, it, it's got a great smell. It's got a good sweet rum smell to it, so it's really nice there. But uh, yeah, that's that's weird. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to experiment with that a little bit more because I definitely didn't expect that. Wow. Well, okay. So, <laughs> I was just saying, <coughs> uh, weird stuff. 
Yeah, there's been uh, there's been a few things happening gaming world uh, this past week. Um, so, what have you guys been reading up on? What have you guys been seeing? Well, well, actually, <clears throat> I just thought it was uh, cool to bring up, and it started yesterday, and it goes on to the fifth. Steam's having a huge sale, which is nice. Yes, that's oh, anywhere my... anywhere yep. between ten and ninety two percent off. I'm seeing in both. Yep. I've got 255 games on my wish list. 207 yeah. of them are discounted right now. I have about 90 games on my list, and almost 90 of them are are on sale. Like, two games out of all 90 aren't on sale. It's crazy. Yeah, that's... The, and, there and like, I can't... I don't think... I think the, the lowest discount I saw was on one game, and that was 20%, but a majority of them were... Literally somewhere between fifty and eighty percent off. I'm just I'm mesmerized by the by the typing right now. I I, I literally I, I can't focus on anything else but that typing. It's like it's hypnotizing. Dang. I know, right? <laughs> I just I, I've got I've got the fat typing fingers of I mean I'm like a an elephant on a piano. I, I I try I tried to keep it quiet. I tried, but I failed miserably. <laughs> No, no, dude, I, like, literally, I lost my complete train of thought. I was listening to that. <laughs> so did I. And I just, I, like, I, my brain just, just flatlined. I'm like, it, it was hypnotizing. I was messaging a friend from uh, college on Facebook. He's interested in maybe joining us sometime. Oh, dude, well. So, yeah. I'm having him getting on Discord and have him start setting that up, so I was just, <laughs> I missed you. <laughs> well, dude, as, uh, as you know, as I hope everybody knows, we love having other people on the GNA, so... If you're uh, if you're listening right now and you're like, yeah, man, I want to hang out with these guys. They seem weird. Or man, I want to get on there and just blast these guys because they suck horribly. Come on, we'll we'll, we'll let right. you join our Discord. You know what? That that actually might actually be fun. Getting a little bit of uh, hell going. Oh God, yeah, yeah. I'd have a get I'd blasted by a stranger. Why not? It'd be like you know Tinder. Uh, yeah, I mean we swipe left. <laughs> get it, get it, get it. Right? Is it swipe left or swipe right? I can't remember. I don't. I don't. I don't know. God, that's probably why I have so many random women showing up at my house. Well, I have random <laughs> men too. I guess that's the weird thing. Well, okay. So Steam sale, awesome. Um, did you guys have you guys played Friday, or Friday the Thirteenth yet? I know I've been talking about it a lot. I haven't. I haven't been able to get it. Well, they released so they they got so much flack for their rough launch, which you know I, I understand they had a rough launch. Um, I'm still backing it. There's a lot of potential. Uh, but they released a retro skin. So, do you guys do you, do you guys ever play Friday the 13th for the Nintendo? The, the original yes. For the NES? Yes. <laughs> yes. The busted I game. Did. You remember, I... like, that purple jumpsuit, blue skin Jason that was there? Yes. So, you can now play as that Jason. Oh. And the best hey. part about it is that they actually did, when you have that skin equipped... You actually get to hear an eight-bit sounding track that they remix just for when you have that skin. Oh, nice! Now here's the sucky part, and this is the part that uh, you know. Honestly, it kind of broke it for me. I was really cool because they gave it to you for free because they were like, "Hey, look, sorry guys, our servers were screwed up. We suck at life. Here's this free stuff." So that was cool that they gave you free stuff, but. It's like they never really thought out how that was going to work. Because when you tr- put the skin on, the intro as Jason and the outro as Jason, the skin isn't applied. Um, the 8-bit sounding music, only the counselors can hear. So you as Jason, you never actually hear it. 
which isn't that bad because I mean you only ever you're only ever Jason like one in every twenty games or something, so you never actually get to hear. You're always hearing what the Jason music sounds like, anyways. Um, but the thing that was really the thing that kind of I don't know made it made it like really bitter. Nah, not even better sweet, just kind of better. Was uh, it's literally just a skin. I was really hoping for an added Jason, like all the other Jasons, and being it like retro Jason, and then having him, you know, his ha- having his own kill moves and all that other fun stuff. But it's literally mm-hmm. just a skin. That's all. Oh, that that's that sucks. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. I'm glad, you know. Hey, it's hey, right. something I mean, for free. It's cool, but come on. Yeah, you know, it's something. Hey, here we had a rocky start here, and they gave they well, gave you some other stuff. They gave you some clothes for the counselors. And they gave you well, like fifteen thousand CP to also like offset it all. Here's here's one thing you can look at and be glad about, because I remember that game being such a glitchy game for the Nintendo that when you know you got into that one room, you couldn't get out, and Jason always got you. No, <laughs> There's that... like no end to that game when it glitched the thing that bugged me about that game was that nobody ever beat it yeah nobody. exactly nobody in existence ever beat it the developers never beat it the game testers never. nobody ever beat that game and if you're listening to this right now and you're like i beat that game you're lying you're lying to everybody the only way you beat that game is the way i beat that game, game genie with game genie exactly yep i turned on game genie and i gave myself infinite health and i beat the crap out of jason that's how you beat that game but I mean, it was cool that they gave you some free stuff, but it was, you know, it was kind of like, I don't know, it was meh. It was really meh. Well, at least the NES version did stay more true to the uh, original horror roots, and by that I mean you just fucking died. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was no hope. <laughs> well, in this in this new game, you're pretty much. I mean, it's not a guarantee. I mean, unless the Jason is like really new and doesn't know how to use the doesn't know how to use Jason, but you're pretty much on the you're pretty much going to die. I mean, there's there's a really good chance you're going to die playing this game. I mean, dude, the get don't let my my retro, you know, the retro Jason thing that I talked about. Don't let that uh, that deter you from the game. The game is super fun. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of potential for it. It it definitely scratches that 80s slasher horror flick. I mean, it's the same thing as I said when uh, I first started playing it. When you play it, it's like you're playing one of those old school movies. Um I mean, yeah, it's it's repetitive, but every game's repetitive. I can't think of I can't think of a single game that isn't repetitive in some fashion. Um, it's just how long you're able to withstand the repetitiveness. But it's fun. It's definitely fun to when you when you're playing with a bunch of friends and you grab one of them by the throat and you shove their head into a fire and curb stomp them. I mean, it's nothing better than that. Uh, what friendship? Memory. It's like the old days playing hack, doing a roundhouse, catching somebody in the oh, throat. Oh God, yes, yes. <laughs> Doing a freaking uh, nearly 360 in the air. <laughs> Dude, I can remember coming around on that and I felt so bad. But the look on your face, I couldn't stop laughing. I just, I couldn't stop laughing because you, you were on the ground laughing, gasping, but laughing and I couldn't stop laughing. It was hilarious. Even though you like literally roundhoused the wind right out of me, it was funny because... It was the whole Reed Richards thing. Dislocated dude. my jaw. <laughs> I came, dude. I came around that thing almost full force. I mean, it was a it was a full yeah. on spinning round kick. 
<laughs> and I nailed the hack too. I still I still got that yeah. hack. I still hit. I got it. And nope. everything else in the area. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else jumped back. There's Zyroblood going for that extra extra point. Funk. Man. Fun times. So what are you guys playing on uh on your phones, on mobile games for uh, just your your I don't know, just your kill time at work or whatever it may be. What are you guys playing on your phones? I don't have anything on my phone other than uh, Discord, photo apps. Well, actually, no, that's a lie. I have the Mario run, but I haven't played it in months. Oh, man, what the hell do you do at work? Because I know that you're sitting there for time. I have a lot of rounds to do, depending on which post I'm at. All right. What about you, D? What are you playing on your phone? Uh, I actually downloaded uh, one of those free um, <clears throat> old-school-style uh, Galaga remakes. Nice. The old shooter, so I... Uh, Galaga. <laughs> oh, it's just literally... It's, it's I a, think it it's is. A compl- it's a complete rip-off of Galaga? Or it is I th- Galaga? I think it is Galaga. I haven't right. touched it in a little bit, but... Um, no, I pretty much... I pretty much on the go. I'll carry a, a Vita with me. Oh, all right. Well, what do you uh, what do you play on your Vita, then, when you're on the go? Uh, lately, an RPG called uh, MayQ... Something Labyrinth, I, I forget. <laughs> Make you something like What's it about? Yeah, g- give me just a sec. Okay, uh, I'll get the whole name out here. <laughs> Labyrinth of Death. Make you Labyrinth of Death. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Basically, the storyline they had these. It, it's kind of like they combine like uh, like robots, like mechs and magic. Uh-huh. You get spells that deal with them. And uh, there was war. Basically, there was a, a war long ago. Using these mechs, got out of control, effed up the surface of the planet. So, humanity moved down underneath the ground. They did it again. It fucked up the ground. <laughs> underneath the ground. <laughs> so, so the remainder of humanity built, like, basically, like, a big, like, almost like Death Star thing, like a planet in space, and moved up there. And what happens is they have to go uh, to all these different, um, every so often, that new planet that they have, that they built, the artificial planet, they've got to basically go to the center and basically rewind the damn thing. <laughs> Keep it going every so often. So they got to go in, and, and, and they have this process where all these like mages, these machina, machina mages, they're called machina, machina mages. They go in and they got to go through and, and, and go through this little like magical uh, thing to, you know, each of the towers to unlock it. And then they have to go through and go to the central temple and down underneath the ground and everything else. But in this basically, uh, there's somebody that's all pissed off and bent out of shape that's basically trying to thwart you at every turn and F up everything. So you go down there and you basically you you have your your party like you have three characters at the same time, and then you have basically your mechs. You usually have your mechs in front. They do and deal the damage, but you can swap out and use your person to heal and do everything else. But if they your person gets K, you can have the person come back out if your mech gets KO'd. But if your person gets KO'd, both are out of commission. <laughs> so is that like a, a tactics? No, it's more like a um, just. A turn-based JRPG that you can either choose to use the person or the uh, mech. Oh, okay. The mech just stands there with you. Yeah, a lot of level grinding and everything else. You can upgrade the mechs and everything else, so it's it's, it's not bad. It's, it's good for time-killing. I usually play it before going to bed just to relax and start to fall asleep. So how would you compare it to, like, uh, Frontline? Or Front Mission? Not Frontline. Do you ever well, play Front Mission? Yeah, this one's more of a turn-style as opposed to, like, a strategy-based. Um, but, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's like just a... You know, they're just churning out a lot of these uh, style games. It's, it's, it's a, it's a decent one. It's not like something to write home about. 
Anything else you're playing? Uh, well, still monkeying around in uh, Zelda on the Switch, of course. How are you? Um, how are you liking that? Loving it. I- I'm playing around right now, catching horses. <laughs> catching funny. horses. What are you playing? Red Dead Redemption? <laughs> no, I- I'm just getting greedy with the horses in Zelda. <laughs> I'm trying to get like up and get better and better horses and rides because you can capture and you know get better horses. I'm trying to figure out eventually how to get like some of the like a pony and some of the top ones. So. <laughs> While you're playing uh, Zelda, I'm sitting here playing Yeast Origins on my nice. Vita. I'm nice. waiting for the new Yeast to come out. Oh, yeah. Uh, I kind of, you know, have to say, fuck you, dude, again. <laughs> I love you, but fuck you, dude. I know. Seriously. Well, I love you, but seriously. For, for, for the you. listeners, I, I, I have already paid for and got the... Um, when it gets shipped out, I've I've went directly to the uh, to the company's website and pre-ordered the special edition for the new East game. Yeah, that's that's why I say fuck you, dude. Yeah, that's that's uh, I'm definitely a special edition whore for RPGs. I like like East. Yeah, see, you know, I used to get all the special edition stuff, and I mean, it's cool the stuff that you get, but the last special edition thing I got was actually for Colonial Marines. And yeah, I know Colonial Marines sucked, but I didn't know that when I pre-ordered it and when I bought yeah. it. Yeah, I you know I got it day one because I was really really hoping for a great game. I mean, man, the the preview shit that they had for that it looked amazing. And then I got the game and I was like, "Wow, fuck happened." But yeah, so I got I got it sitting back on the shelf here. It's actually a cool figurine. It's a you know it's a, a marine and a uh, power loader holding up an alien or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And it's cool. I mean, it was. It, I mean, I can't remember. I think it was like eighty bucks or something. I paid, and I got that figurine. And I was like, hey, you know what? That's pretty cool. And then when I, you know, it came with other swag and stuff like that. It came with some patches and some like dossiers and stuff like that. But uh, man, I just like I open it up and I want to collect it. And then I look at the stuff going online, and uh, like, okay, so I, I keep going back to this Friday Thirteenth probably because it's like the only game I've been playing for a while. Well, that like Battleborn Rock Band. I gotta get back into Shadows of Mordor. Anyways, I digress. So Friday the Thirteenth, um, there was a skin that you could get that was uh, it was a skin designed by some dude like whatever the hell his name was. Game with a V. Anyway, so it was a, it was like Eagle. a well, it was a uh, it was a skin of I guess Jason coming back from hell after Freddy and him fought. So like literally, he's got like these glowing eyes and is he's like all like on fire and stuff and his mask is all torn and and uh that was the word i'm looking for it's like got, it's got like scratches in it from freddy's claws and shit like that or at least it looks like it does and uh i was like man that's a cool skin and i was thinking to myself oh shit somebody's probably got to be selling it on ebay out there so i went on ebay and i looked for it you know how much it's going for nah probably an insane amount dude like the cheapest i saw it going for was like 300 bucks well that's like the cade vinyl yeah, it's like the Cade Vinyl. It like, like I, I'm staring at him right now. He's sitting up on my shelf with his little wrench in his yeah. hand. And I'm like, hey, cool, I got a Cade Vinyl. But, like, you know, the most I saw it going for with bids on it, I know it's probably, you know, fake bids or whatever, but I saw one going for 1200 bucks for a digital skin. For a wow. skin in a game. 1200 bucks, And that was a bid on it. It's like, oh, my God. How, I mean, I wanted it pretty bad, but I wanted it, like, I was willing to pay 20 bucks for it. I wasn't willing to pay twelve hundred bucks for it. I mean, Jesus Christ! I almost lost my wood when I saw that price. Right, 
It's like some of the uh, prices I see for the people auctioning off the uh, Nintendo Classics. A $65 yeah. system, they're trying to get like 900 for them now. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly, but it's because they're no longer making them. But dude, you can go get a Raspberry Pi and make the same exact right. thing. I mean, granted, uh, it makes a slight problem um, if you uh, you know if you don't own the games, you know, licensing and all that stuff. But what's the <laughs> what's the coolest collector's thing that you got from a game? Oh God, for me, uh, it was when I got my first Ultima for PC. Ooh. They used to have the um, uh, cloth maps. Are you talking about Ultima 9, The Ascension? Um, I didn't get the special edition of that, but I had 8. Because Ultima 9, The Ascension, totally came with a cloth map. It came with a whole bunch yeah, of Yeah, Yeah, pretty much all the Ultimas came with a cloth map. Mm-hmm. I mean, the quality that they put into everything that they uh, threw in that box when he got it was just phenomenal. Like all the little like figurines and shit fucking uh little certificates of the lore it was great i loved it and that's one thing that i miss about games these days is like they uh print the game throw it in a case and you're lucky if you get any kind of insert well that's definitely what i liked about old school games um like you like speaking of like ultima ascension ultima 9 when i bought that it was a 50 some odd dollar game and when i bought it I was like, hey, cool, $50 game. And it came with all this swag in it. Yeah, I know. That's friggin' awesome. Now, if you want to get that type of swag, you got to pay 100 bucks, and you got to pay for the ultimate, you know, evil edition of whatever game it is. It's Super like, yeah. ultra, ultra mega, mega, mega rape your ass edition. Exactly. So it's like, uh, it's like, man, you know, that's, that's lame that. Oh, well, I mean, I understand why they did it. Uh, you know, it's, they, they realized they could make money off all that swag. It, it would be cool, like, to find a company that still did that. Like, hey, you know what? Oh, wait. But there but, is. Like who? Um, the people that run uh, IndieBox. Indie, I was about to say that, IndieBox. Yeah. They take some really good stuff, like, say, um, Axie and Verge, some of the new yep. indie games, and they make, like, a little boxed edition you can get, physical copy. But they do the stuff like they'll make like figures for it, cloth yeah. maps. They'll do all this yep. extra stuff. And I saw it on a Metal Jesus. I actually started checking them out because I saw it on a Metal Jesus <laughs> video. And man, it's actually they do a pretty good job with it. Yeah, I uh, I first it's like, saw it's them, like subscription uh, based. What's it yeah, called? I, indie box. Yes, indie box. Mm-hmm. I saw them on uh, Radical Reggie. Yep, they're basically a uh, maybe that was it was either Metal Jesus or Radical. No, Reggie. they both uh, they've both done them. Yeah. The uh, basically what it is it's like a subscription, like you know, like Loot Crate and all that stuff. Except you get uh, those uh, you get indie up, games, uh, physical editions of indie games, like every month. Well, I I may have to just keep this little part of the uh, of the <laughs> the Skype recorder because I just went to the website and it's got like this weird like gizmo sounding voice in the background, and honestly, <laughs> it kind of freaked me out a little because. <laughs> know where the hell it was coming from because these headphones i got on they mute out every other sound but it sounded so like far away and then it got closer so i thought i was looking around the room like what the hell is attacking me am i about to die <laughs> it's, it's the fucking website bot's not trying to scare you again is she oh my god dude i swear to god i'm really really glad that i've got this chair <laughs> like cushion thing 
because yeah. it is really absorbent. It's super absorbent. Because <laughs> if it wasn't, was I hilarious. would have been hosing down this leather chair. God, I would fucking... I love that kid. Jesus Christ, you scared the shit out of me. Yeah, this looks pretty cool. Indie My, uh, basically, the special edition that I got that had a bunch of cool stuff has partly a sad story. <laughs> oh, boy. Now... Now, I got, I reserved and got, like, when they came out, the original on the PlayStation, the Lunar and Lunar 2. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. That was a nice box that came with all that I good love stuff. Them. Yeah. I still, yeah. Have, I, I still have a mint. So I've got all those bells and whistles in there, untouched, unopened, pretty much just the games that I played. Uh-huh. So it's still in pristine condition, but there was an extra that came with it. That, like, you know, like, um, I forget, it was like Babbage's. But back then, there's like, besides GameStop, there's those other game stores and chains at the time. Yeah, yeah. And the like big, KB, Toys R Us. Yeah. The big bad guy, the, like the final bad guy in that, they had a puppet of him. The guy with the silver hair, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elf yeah. guy. Yeah. They had a head puppet. It's now worth a fortune. I had it up until, you know, several years ago. And I had to throw it out because... We got, uh, in the apartment we were in, we got, like, some water damage and a leak, and it got mold on it. Oh, and it was still no. in the box. It was still in the box, uh. and the mold crept inside. It was, like, covering part of them. And it was, like, the ble- it was like the dangerous mold, so we had to th- just throw it out. Oh, my God. I, I seriously would have gone on a rampage. God, I was too like sad. When, I was catatonic. Like when, it's like when I found out my wife just sold all my albums. When we moved down here, <laughs> dude, I had fucking albums signed. I had fucking, I had Getty the... Lee's signature on my uh, on my Rush albums. I had uh, wow. Kobe Myers on my Papa Roach. I had like the entire uh, before they broke up, all of Breaking Benjamins on the first three albums yeah. signed. I was so pissed. Was it? Oh man, didn't you do that at the concert we all went at? Dude, I went to a bunch of Papa Roach concerts and I got my no, album no, no, signed. the Breaking Bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. I went there. I had because I had Saturate signed. When, when, when my there. girlfriend at the time got kicked out and got me kicked out with her. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. I was actually sitting there and, going, "Where did D go?" And you guys got into that car for those girls in no time. What? 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 The uh, girls that locked their keys in their car. Oh, when I broke into <laughs> their car. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. God, yeah. I, I've broken into a lot of cars, man. You got to really be specific <laughs> when you talk about that. <laughs> Let alone homes that you think are family. <laughs> now I've oh, got Jesus. like I, or I've, cops' houses. <clears throat> I've got God, one I more. T- sp- oh, go ahead. So I got one more special edition that I'm that I'm actually proud of. Well, not special edition, but extra that came with reserving the game back then. Mm-hmm. Was uh, Cecil? You remember when uh, we played this together forever? When I got it, hide the, the sausage. Uh, <laughs> Castlevania oh, no, Symphony of the Ni- Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Oh yes. Oh nice. Do yes. you remember that the game store that I got it at? Uh, I forget. I think it was Babbage's back then or whatever. It came with as a, as a, like a, a pre order bonus that old eight bit Simon figure yes. in the little box. I still have that. I know, dude. I I keep I look at that thing every time I stop by your house because I look and I say, damn, I remember that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm proud. I still have that thing, and it's. Yeah, so quick story time with Cecil on breaking into cars, actually breaking into houses. So I lived in uh, I lived in a small town right out of Saratoga Springs called Balsam Spa, B-Spot. Um, I had just moved there. I was living in an apartment complex. Oh, God, what was the next? Oh, the factory. I was right next to the factory. Oh, man, they make a great burger, too. Yeah, they do the yeah. factory burger. I, God, Chicken I got and bar. Wings. 
Oh, man. God, those garlic parm wings, dude. Man. Remy will remember those garlic parm wings. So, anyways, I was walking down. I think it was uh, I think it was Church Street. And I was just, I was chilling. I was strolling around. I was just actually getting to know the place because I just moved there. And I saw this dude. And he definitely looked distraught. Like, he had his hands on his head. He was wiping his face. And, you know, I could just see that he was he was panicking. So, I was like, dude, what's up? Are you all right? And, I mean, he looked about my age at the time. So, uh, I didn't think anything of it. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, man, I, I locked my keys in my house, and I locked all the doors. I was like, I just, oh, man, i got to be at work in like 30 minutes, man. And I was like, well, have you checked all your windows? He's like, I am. He's like, I, all the windows are locked. I was like, did you check your back door? He's like, he's like I'm, I'm, I'm militant, man. I lock everything. I'm like, all right, dude. I was like, uh, I was like, well, if you, if you want, I can, I can bypass your lock. And he's like, you can do that? I was like, yeah, I can do that. And then I stopped and I thought, I said, well, wait a second, hold on a minute. I said, how do I know you actually live here? And he's like, well, I got my wallet. And he pulled out his wallet. He showed me his license. That was his address. That was his picture. I was like, all right. I said, man, if this guy's, this guy's pulling a scam on me, he's, he went a long way to pull it. So I said, all right. So I walk over to his, walk over to his door and I'm, I'm picking his lock. And uh, I pop the lock, you know, open. And as I'm opening the door, he's like, oh, dude, thank you so much. He's like, is there anything I, anything I can get you? Anything I can do? I mean, do, 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 do I owe you anything? And as I'm opening the door, I see a policeman's uniform folded up on the chair with a hat right on top of it. I, I like, literally, I push the door open. I see that. I immediately start sweating. And he's like, oh, man, is there anything I can get you? Is there anything I do? Do I owe you anything? I'm like, uh, no, 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 dude, I'm good. He's like, well, man, what's your name? And I'm like, uh... Uh, uh, my name's Bob. I'm Bob. Bye. And I took off down that road so fast. You have never seen a man move that fast. I took off like I was being chased by a bear. I was gone. <laughs> and uh, ironically, I thankfully, I, I never saw that man again. So I, I'm really hoping that he was just working nights or something. And I just never happened to see him. Yeah, this drink... With the coconut, just is not getting any better. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm really unimpressed with this drink. I'm, I gotta say, I, you know, this is probably the first rum I'm gonna say I I don't think I like because sipping it, it really isn't a sipping rum. It doesn't taste good with Coke. Maybe it'll take it'll taste really good in a Long Island iced tea or something. But uh, or maybe I've just found a vein of rum I don't like. That's possible. Oh well, oh shit. Well, hey, uh, on the backtracking on mobile games, have you guys, uh, there's a game, I'm trying to remember exactly what it's called, it's like Final Fantasy Exodus or Exodus or something like that, um, I'm actually looking it up right now, I've got it installed, but I really don't know what the hell it's, uh, it's saying with the book. It's, 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 it's Final Fantasy Exodus. Um, yeah, Brave Exvius. Oh, Brave, yeah, Brave Yes, Exodus. I have that on my tablet. Yeah, so have you been playing that at all? Um, I haven't played it in probably like three or four months. <laughs> so, all right, um, I'm an old school Final Fantasy fan. And by old school, I mean pretty much anything before 7. I really, really did. Right. I, I, I mean, not that I didn't dig 7. Don't don't crucify me yet. I, I, I like 7. I liked 8 more than I like 7. That you might want to crucify me for, but, you know, I I, I, I like seven. 9 more than I like 7. Dude, I love 10. Like, I didn't love 10 more than I loved 8, but I love 10. I mean, the, the, 
just that they went into voice acting and actually had right. people talk, that blew my mind. Titus. Yeah, oh. that, ju- that just yeah. blew my friggin' mind. And I think I probably <laughs> wasted a lifetime in Blitzball. I probably played Blitzball as much as I played Destiny. Tight ass. <laughs> <laughs> Tight ass. <laughs> but this game is... Uh, it's fun. It was almost like there was that there was that librarian game or Final Fantasy Libraries or something weird where yeah. you were like this librarian dude. I'm, I'm probably naming it wrong, but it uh, it kind of takes that vein where you can get all these other characters from different Final yep. Fantasy games. Yeah, you I had collect, that one too. Uh, your specific heroes, make your team battle yeah. through. Yeah, this is kind of cool because you can take different characters from different you know, different Final Fantasies, and you right. can merge them together on a team and, and go fight with them. And really, the, I, I've seen characters from all over. I mean, you can, even villains. Like, I've got Kefka on one yeah. of my teams right now. Um, I mean, I, I let him violently die whenever I can, but he's on <laughs> he's on one of my teams. Uh, Fucking Kefka. Yeah, I, I think uh, every time I see the one where it says no KO and I see Kefka's on my team, I'm like, well, I'm not getting those fucking 10 jewels or whatever the hell they are. But it's uh it's an interesting little game I've been playing on mobile. Um and you know, at first I was really I don't know, I was really half I was half masked on major gaming companies jumping into the Android and, and iPhone mobile market. And I was yeah. that way for a while. I don't know about you guys, but I was I was apprehensive about it because I was I don't know, I was kinda I was kinda thinking along those lines of, man, if they're wasting time on this then they could be spending time on on something else, you know, on, on a major title. Right. But uh, I got Doing say, uh, more polish to get certain things out quicker. Yeah. But I got to honesty, I'm really I, liking I, what they're coming out with on, on the mobile platform. Yeah. So, and some just, major companies have come out with some really nice stuff. I've never been big on the mobile platform, like, really playing on phones. I've, I've never really, like, got too much into it. I, I'll, like, tinker around if, like, I'm in a bathroom or something, but... I, I, I don't I sit gotta, there and really play on my mobile phone. I usually play a handheld if I'm going to do that. Right. I got to say, though, mobile-wise, one uh, that I enjoyed when I was playing it was the Assassin's Creed mobile game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, RoboCop mobile game was pretty good. And the Terminator mobile game was really good. Like, there's there's some fun ones out there. Like, Candy Crush is even pretty fun. It's you yeah. know it's got that it's got that addictive nature to it, but uh, like there's Puzzle Quest, there's like Marvel Puzzle Quest or something like that that I played. And yep, they're, they're fun I little play time that. wasters. Um, but they're uh, uh, Marvel Champions. Yeah, yeah, Marvel Champions is another 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 fun one. It's a nice little time waster. But the only thing that I found about mobile games, unlike uh, you know a mainstream title like I don't know, Dying Light or Till Dawn or something like that, micro uh, things, the micro exchange. Oh, the microtransactions? Well, I hate mi- those. microtransactions are, are a thing. They are a permanent thing. They are going to be there for the rest of gaming in some fashion. I've just, I've accepted that. I've come to just realize that that's what we're going to get. No, but no. The, the funny thing, though, is it's not so micro when you're asking like ninety nine ninety nine for like... Oh, yeah. You know, for like you're buying the pack of yeah. whatever the currency is. Well, that's where I like... I like the big name titles because they kind of balance it out a little bit better than like the smaller companies. The smaller companies are like, "Hey, give us you know ninety nine ninety nine and get this big pack of stuff," and it's like, "Well, crap! I actually have to buy that to get anywhere in the game." But like the Final like, Fantasy game, it's really cool because of the Brave right. Exodus or whatever the hell it is. Especially it's, if you keep up your attendance. 
yeah, it's balanced enough that you know you can play it, and you can still get some stuff out of it. I mean, the people who pay to win, they they're still winning. You know, they're you jump in the Coliseum and they're still beating your ass, but it's still fun to play the rest of the stuff. It's kind of like uh, like what's that game I play? Oh, Paladins. Paladins. Uh, have you guys checked that game out yet? We played. I still don't remember when the fuck we played, dude. <laughs> like seriously, if we played that game together, I literally must have been drunk and blacked out because I don't remember Possibly. playing that game with you. We played for Rum. Like, four... May have been involved. <laughs> rum is always involved. If there's a question of if I'm drunk, rum is involved. Yeah, we played for like 45 minutes to like an hour and a half or so, somewhere well in between that. Jesus Christ! I got the achievement for it. I never got the damn achievement. <laughs> I I feel robbed right now. All right, load up the game afterwards. We're gonna play a game so I can get that damn achievement. Uh, All right. But like in Paladins, you know, it's you can play and you can earn the stuff, um, or you can pay and 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 get the gold and buy the stuff. But it's cool because like in Paladins, it's just enough that you can you can kind of if if you're I don't know what the hell's what, what the hell's my thought? Okay, so if you're patient enough, you can grind your way through and get all the stuff that you need or that you want. Right. Um, or if you're just like, you know what? Fuck this. You could spend the sixty or seventy bucks and just unlock everything and be done with it. And then you've got everything. But that's what I like about Paladins, is that uh, like what I like about Paladins more than I like over Overwatch is that there's something to strive for. Oh hey, I get to play this and I get to unlock this character. Um, or League of Legends, I think is what I'm thinking of. You know, you just League of Legends, you just get everything. Actually, in Overwatch, I think you get all the characters too. I don't think you have to unlock any characters; they're just all there. That's the thing that that just bugs me. It's like, hey, we're gonna give you this really super competitive game, but we're just gonna give you everything. So now you got to work on skill. It's like I kind of like division. Stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, like division. Jesus Christ! Hey, you new here? <laughs> oh. I I I. That's one thing that kills me on a game real quick is when you could get everything and there's no level lock to say, hey, you know, we're going to limit how uh, tough you can get right out of the gate. You have to earn earn like, you know, the ability to wear this armor that's going to make it so that uh, your DPS is... Uh, 90% and your uh, defense is like 80%. Well, I don't even mind I don't even mind that so much. Like, the old school games, like all the old school Final Fantasies, all the old school like 7 Saga shit like that. If you were patient enough, you could just sit in an area and grind away and yeah. basically make it so that you were stacked for the rest of the game. I mean, I can't, I can't tell you how many times I've played through I, Final Fantasy. I gotta admit, I did that with uh, Final Fantasy uh, 2, I think it was. Now, original 2 or 4 2? US 2, so that'd be 4. Okay. Yeah, so I was talking to somebody about Final Fantasies, actually Final Fantasy 4 and 6 specifically, and the person had uh, had made reference about Final Fantasy 4, and, you know, hey, just quick disclaimer, Final Fantasy Four is like my favorite Final Fantasy, so I'm a yeah. little biased. And you know, six is mine actually. Hey, six no, is six actually is, mine. Dude, I'm biased. I, also. I love six. I love six. Don't 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 get me wrong there. Like six is literally a, an RCH behind. Four yeah, for me. I um, I, I have 
I'd say they're they're neck and neck because when you meet up with the old man and he can't remember who he is and oh Tella yeah 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 Sage Tella and and uh, all of a sudden he summons Meteor and you're like holy shit what the fuck yeah dude all of a sudden he like just whips out like he just all of a sudden he's just like you know what I'm gonna whip out the big cock on this one and just slams people it's like hey Mister Big Dick who do you think you are. So, yeah, so, like, in Final Fantasy IV, we were talking about it, and he was saying, you know, because he was like, yeah, yeah, that was one of the harder games to grind, you know, to, to play, because, um, what was his reasoning? Oh, he said, because, like, all of a sudden, you've got this super powerful character, and then midway through the game, he turns into this pussy, and I'm like, you're talking about Cecil, right? He's like, yeah. I'm like, well, you realize <laughs> that it just changed the gameplay with him. All of a sudden, he went from a DPS powerhouse to the protector. He's like, What? Like, you just weren't playing him right. You just kept trying to play him as a DPS powerhouse. I mean, you could get the gear to make him a DPS powerhouse, but basically he turned into the, I'm going to make sure everybody else stays alive and sacrifice myself in the process to keep everybody else alive so that you can keep that DPS up. So yeah, you lose like one powerhouse, but you gain everybody else being able to do more, you know, last Right, like... When you have, uh, you know, your partner in crime, Kane, when he finally truly switches over, dude, his jump ability, when he oh, finally OP. comes down, holy shit. Yeah, man. J- Kane's jump ability was totally OP. Because he couldn't get <laughs> hit when he was jumping. Then he jumped. Right. And it's like, hey, where is he? Like, many a games when I had Kane in the final battles, many a games did Kane save my ass. Because all of a sudden, he'd be up, yep. everybody else would get decimated, he'd drop down, and I'd be like, hey, Phoenix down. Jump. He'd jump up, I'd Phoenix down yep. the rest of them, and then good to go. But it was just, uh, you know, like, we, we were talking about actually the different Final Fantasy 7, 8, 10, 9, all of them. I mean, we all agreed, and I hope we all could agree, 9 was probably the funnest like, just the funnest in general, because it was yeah, kind of off the I, beaten path of a Final Fantasy. It was kind of cartoonish, yep. and it had, it, I mean, it just had the same Final Fantasy story I'd that everybody liked, else had. I, right, I liked Final Fantasy IX because it made me feel more in tune with the earlier Final Fantasies. I mean, you got really, really hardcore, almost dark serious in seven. And Cloud Strife is a fucking murderer. I don't care. He's a fucking murderer. <laughs> Eris Morn. Yep, drowned yes. her ass. You know and... why that's you know why that's uh makes sense that he drowned her, right? <clears throat> yeah. She's uh um an she had a special uh ancient, you know, kinda tribe tied. Uh like in real life there are people that have this like, you know, tribal ascension shit. <laughs> There was like a no, guy actually, in the. Actually, the uh, scientifically, like if you actually look at it from a scientific standpoint, medically, it with a wound like hers was probably not lethal, as far as instantly. Obviously, it would have killed her, but that wound that she got from Sephiroth probably wouldn't have killed her instantly, but paralyzed her. As you notice, yeah. If if you're like a dead body, you usually float. She sunk. Yep. Which she sank. She was still alive. Yeah. So. Yep. When you take a look at medical and, and, and physics, Cloud probably killed her by accident. I'm so sad, Aerith. I'm going to put you where you belong in the water. No, you dick. Right. I'm but, still alive. Yeah. Don't kill me. And meanwhile, she's like, but, that fucking dumbass. 
sick and she can't do anything. Well, she was unconscious anyway, so what does it even matter? But anyways, you know, you you got that kind of thing going on there where it's really dark and it didn't really feel all too much like a Final Fantasy other than getting the, um, what? What do they call them in that one? Guardians? Or was that eight Guardians? Uh, I think eight was Guardians. They were just summons in uh, seven. Right. They they uh, were espers well, in six. Yep. Yep. And what were they in ten? I think Chevy. they were uh guardians in ten also, maybe. Shit. Now, now you're gonna make me look it up at some point in time here. But, hey, oh, hey, no, you know think... hey, so don't fucking look it up. Hey, if somebody's listening and they can correct us, write into us. Right. Um yeah. GNA podcast yeah, do it. Do it. at GNA in your DNA dot one. Let us know what the hell the the summons were called in seven, eight, and ten because we know what they were in six. We just don't know what the hell they were in the rest of them. Now, what I liked about but yeah, nine is that is that seven and eight went started to go more like sci-fi futuristic, and nine kind of tried to bring right. it back to the more medieval like fantasy feel. And that's one thing I really yep. liked about uh, nine. That's what I was getting at. Like the other ones, they had so much uh, uh, like magitech to the extreme. That well, I like I liked how at, six at did that, that time, steampunk. Like they they yeah, brought right. that steampunk. I like that. Too. I they, like they, that too. They had fantasy and steampunk really joined nicely. I think they did a fantastic job. Yeah, like yep. four was complete and utter Let's fantasy. See. It was just fantasy in your face. It, it really Which, brought out the fi- the fantasy in Final Fantasy. Well, I say that six is my favorite. My second favorite is four, followed by the original Final Fantasy seven, and so on. Honestly, I didn't play like I well I did play it and I played through it and I beat it, but I just don't honestly remember enough about the original Final Fantasy that I could say where it ranks. I mean, I, I if I'm going to rank them, four is at the top with six literally right behind it. I mean, an RCH behind it. Um, I'd probably go ten, eight, seven after that. See, I, at first I, I do like ten now, like it did grow on me, <clears throat> but at first when ten ten came out, I didn't consider it a Final Fantasy. Really? Why? And what it was is because I was used to the real, like, for Final Fantasies, more open world, the big open world exploring. You cannot, And 10 ah. felt more linear. But once I finally yep. kind of got used to it, it's like, 10 just felt like linear. I was kind of like, oh, but I like the being able to explore on your own and discover little hidden things. But, I mean, going back and replaying 10, I really do like 10 quite a bit. It had an excellent story. I- but it was just at the time when it first came out, I played it, I enjoyed it, but I was like, oh, I lost like the exploration. This is all like linear. Oh, right. With me, what the like two Final Fantasy games, actually three Final Fantasy games that I haven't finished because they got kind of meh were uh, 12 oh, original yeah. and 13, 13, 2. There's actually only one Final Fantasy game I have not completed. Can you guess which one? Uh, 15. 14. No, 14. I'm going to say 14. X2. Well, X, X, oh, for the really? older ones. I haven't finished 14 yet either, I, but even X2. though Even though it was like a K-pop video, I still finished it. It, it was so K-pop for me, I, I couldn't. You know, I kind of like those little like off-the-wall kind of side games that they make of it. Like Kingdom Hearts. That's why I like Kingdom Hearts so much. Because Kingdom I usually Hearts was do like too. off the wall. It was like just right. so sidetracked. 
Uh, my yeah, last I, I mean, I usually do too, but for some reason the K-pop thing just didn't hook me in. I, I don't know what it was because I love Kingdom Hearts and like the, the the gummy ship and all the little you know things in the side quests, but for some reason just like the really poppy K-pop thing just didn't hook me in for two or X two. I mean, I can respect that. I totally respect that. No, it, it just it, it wasn't that I didn't consider it like oh god this is a horrible game this is crappy it just. I didn't get excited about it. I really wasn't that. I was interested in it, like as far as the storyline goes, but I didn't really want to play through it. It's like I kind of want to just read the the how the storyline goes. Well, the the, the thing about X two that uh, I dug was I really like the way looking X for ended. Titus. Exactly the way X ended. yeah the memory Spo- orb spoiler yeah. alert spoiler alert big spoiler alert um, the way X ended. I was so like I I ended that game and I was depressed. It's like man, yeah, because like just sucks. to me, it, it made me it made me feel like okay, was this all just a dream or was this real? And then they came out with X two, and even Yuno was like, wow, was he just a dream? <laughs> well, yeah, and then X two came out, and if you if you just just like every other game in the world, if you really like looked for everything, got everything, you get a special ending at the end. And I'm not going to ruin yeah. that for everybody, but you know, throughout the game, you start looking, and there start little hints of like, hey, is this Titus? If we found Titus again, and then you find out that it's not quite him. But then the end, if you go through everything and you get everything, you get a really nice surprise at the end. Now I'm kind of giving it away, but don't believe get me. Get a big old dick. I was gonna say, don't believe me because my wife has always said half of what I say is a lie, and the other half is complete and utter bullshit. And she is a hundred percent right. So take that into account. There's a fucking paradox for you. But uh, yeah, yeah, I could see. I mean, X2, I could see why it would be hard to make it through. I've actually, I'm staring at my PS4. Crazy. I sat Fantasy through X Crystal Chronicles. You know what? I sat through you Crystal Chronicles as well, but I was really drunk the entire time playing that game. Honestly, I just... I mean, I, made, I, I was really I, drunk. I have lied. I have lied. I'm sorry, guys. I have lied and made a made a terrible error. There's two games I haven't completed. I couldn't stand Crystal Chronicles. Dude, I can understand <laughs> that. I, in fact, I actually blocked it out of my... I, I, I blocked it out of my mind, in fact. I think I just didn't even realize it. I was lying because I, I blocked that game from my mind. Oh, come on, D. Have you really completed both of the legends? Both what? Final Fantasy Legends for Game Boy? Yeah. Fucking damn straight I did. Yeah, I did. I used to have them all. Now the only one I have is uh, Final Fantasy Adventure, which is actually a Oh, okay. How about Mystic Quest? Hell yeah. For Super Nintendo? That was a remake (laughs) of the original Final Fantasy. Dude, come on. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a remake of the original. Nope. What was it? It It wasn't a remake. it wasn't a remake. What it was is they did a very dumbed down, simple, like easy RPG to try to get the yep. American audiences and it, younger generations to get into yeah. RPGs. It was very tutorial based, uh, but it, it was fun. But you know, it, it didn't. It had its own storyline. It didn't follow any other uh, Final Fantasies. It wasn't a remake. It was just a nice little like. Uh, it's like RPG light. It's an easy one to get people into it. All right, something like I'll, I, I'll it's something like you. I came to my. Only because I'm super. I'm super drunk right now. Oh, by the way. Um... This George Bowman rum, I just I mixed another drink, figuring let me try to mix another drink because drinking it straight, it's it's really it's rough. I mean, rough. I, I love rum, and I keep getting bolt back to this, but I love rum. I do this, too. This is really really rough trying to drink straight. So I mixed another fact, drink, and I went about five shots to a half a can of Coke, 
that's the worst idea in the world. Don't do that. For the love of God, <laughs> don't do that. If you can hear my voice, just uh, and buy another rum. I, I hate to give a bad yeah. review on a rum, but just buy yeah. another rum. I actually love rum, too. In fact, the first thing, it wasn't beer, the first thing I ever got drunk on was actually uh, Captain Morgan's Silver Spiced Rum, and it was at Cecil's house. Yeah, man, that was some good stuff, too. All right, really update. Uh, I have switched over to Pipe Works Brewery uh, Warbird Sasson Ale. And it's nice. fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. Uh, I think you would like it, Cecil. I think it'd be right up your alley. Hey, man, next time I'm up, save me a bunch. You sure thing. Um, and I just it just popped into my little brain since we're on uh, kind of like topics everywhere <clears throat> of uh, gaming stuff coming out. There's a couple things I'm actually kind of excited for. As we all know, it's next to impossible to get the NES Classic that came out for like you know sixty bucks. Yep. Uh, Thirty games built in. You know, you know, sixty bucks. Okay, but now it's like you know, find obscene things. I think it's Hyperkin is doing a really nice NES clone that plays like everything. Dude, you can get a Raspberry Pi, man. Seriously, you can get a yeah. Raspberry Pi for like sixty bucks, seventy bucks. If you want to like get the high end one, I think it's like a hundred and some odd bucks. Raspberry Pi—they you... don't even cost that much. I spent thirty-five. I got several of them. No, but I'm I saying spent you thirty-five could, bucks you could, a pop. You could get the high end one for like a hundred and fifteen, like the oh, real that's, high end. Oh, one. that's that's the, that's the whole kit with a ton of stuff. Yeah, I actually yeah. have one of the kits. Also, uh, you can get that and one literally of the, build one that's going to play all your NES games, all your SNES games, right. all your Genesis games. And, and that brings me to something yeah, right but there. What, uh, I, what, I was, what I was getting to is, is is this is actually one that plays the cartridges. Like if you have your you know cartridges and everything, it looks really nice. It's built well. But what I was leading into is that they're also releasing one for the Atari that will play all your old Atari 2600 games. No shit. But we'll have it. But like this Hyperkin one. Or I think it's Hyperkin, it, it, but the one that's for the NES and the one for the Atari will have like HDMI input and everything else. So you can play it on the new TVs. So you'll be nice. able to pop in your old school games. I just think that what I wanted to bring up is I like how they have some of these third party ones kind of bringing it back so you can play the old original cartridges, like your old collection, but bring it up to where you can actually still be compatible with your, your new HD TVs and everything else. I think it's really cool. And I'm really digging that lately that companies are doing that. Very nice. I, I just wanted, yeah, I just wanted to segue into that. Well, I, I think we've reached the part of the uh, podcast where we've got to we've got to answer some questions from the community. And the reason I say that is because I've just realized I've drank uh, I drank half a bottle of rum right now, and uh, I'm going to start losing cohesiveness very very soon. So <laughs> let's let's kick into some <laughs> let's kick into some uh, some ask your questions from the audience here from the community. Ask uh, your questions. Let's see what we have here first. Uh, Show us your ask your questions. Hey, you know what? We haven't actually answered this one from you, Zyberblood. What space sci-fi game would you like to see made modern? Did we answer that one? Uh, we no, did. we haven't. We were no. supposed to, but it got bumped. You're right. It did get bumped. It got bumped to right now. So let's start with D since uh, you asked the question. So you probably had like 100 hours to figure, think of it. So D. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't ask that question. No, no, no. Zyberblood did. So yeah. we're, we're skipping him. We're going straight to you. So what sci, what space sci-fi game would you like to see made modern? It doesn't have to be in space. It's space or sci-fi. Yeah, space slash sci-fi game. I would like to see a remake, like a high-def remake of the original Xenogears. Ooh, oh, nice. Good answer. Very nice. fucking answer. I, I love, love that, that series. D, 
Dude, I could I could dig into that. I, I love the original Xenosaga. And I know they did this they did an up you know, the Xenosaga series in space and everything else, which was a cool series, but I'd love to replay the original. Yeah, I was gonna say the Xenosaga was cool, but I mean it's like it's like Star Ocean, dude. It's like going yeah. back and playing Star Ocean. You play the new Star Ocean, it's like, yeah, this is fun, but then you go back I and play the old school ones and you're originals. like, Man, this is incredible. Yeah, the original Xeno Gears, man, that's a great and game. Actually another one. Ooh, it's you kind got of a two? mix. I got a twofer. <clears throat> it's actually a mix. It has sci-fi elements where basically the mech starts in space and kind of lands on a more. Um, there's a big war and they pretty much get wiped out. One of the leftover like super like almost like a Gundam suit. It's like left on to like you know crashes into a planet. Basically you know yeah, everybody fights over the super powered suit and everything else. Yeah, so they're, they're more like um, fantasy based. But it was on the Sega CD. It's an RPG called They. They? They, as in they. V, as in Victor, Alpha, Yankee. They. Okay, sorry, I was taking a sip while you said that, so uh, I didn't quite, quite get that. They. So what was Google they it's, about? Basically what it is, is <clears throat> and it winds up being two of them, but you're uh, basically trying to um, get the parts to it, basically reactivate this, uh, basically it's, it's like a Gundam falls from space, and you know, basically power struggle ensuing, and you're trying to like, Get into this, you know, get all the get it up and running and get this power suit and everything else because basically whoever that can just stomp over everything. It's been years since I played it, but it was on the Sega CD. Dude, that's bitching. I have it right here. I just haven't played it in so dang on long. I'm like even having trouble remembering the uh, storyline because I had it for a long time. I, I beat it. I played through and beat it like, God, over a decade ago. I had a Sega um, CDI. That I used to play it on all the time. Mm-hmm. Now that one, for those of you that don't know, uh, you know the different Sega CDs. This one was about the size of a Walkman. It had the cartridge built in for like the Genesis stuff, and then the CD part. And it was basically just a little bit bigger than an old Sony Walkman CD player. Fantastic system. They did a really good job with it. Mine died, and I haven't played that thing. Like I said, probably about like 10, 15 years. So I'm a little hazy on what. The rest of the uh, um, the story likes have been so long, but I just recently picked up, not too long ago, a new Sega CD. Not a CDI, the one that goes uh, next to the Genesis, because mm-hmm. um, those CDIs are, are hard to find now in good working order, and damn, are expensive. But uh, they was a pretty cool one too. I think that would get a, a, a neat remake. I don't think uh, uh, um, I don't think a high def remake would do it justice. I think it it would be better to do more of a a pixel art remake on that one. But I would so like, like to see the high def on the Xenogears. So, like, not a remaster of it, but uh, a, a, a full-on remake. Yeah, a remake, but using pixel art for that one. For oh. Xenogears, I want to see a full-on high def version would be freaking sweet. Yeah, dude, I, I would, all the I would dig the hell out of a Xenogears. I and the only reason really I brought up Vey is because it, it, it's an obscure one. I don't think a lot of people really know about, but it's a cool one. All right, Zyberblood. Answer your own damn question. What do you got? All right. I say uh, I got two. Freelancer. Right. Ooh, God. Yeah, but you know what? They made so many mods for that game that really, they just kept updating it. I mean, my Freelancer mod, the last one I ran, that damn thing looked incredible. Well, I haven't played it since uh, you put it on my computer back when it came out, so oh, I, stu- <laughs> I, I, I don't know that. Your, but I stuck it in your computer hard. Oh, yeah. Spun that disk drive real good. Um, the other one is uh, Anchor Knox. Ooh. 
There's one I haven't heard in a long time. What's that? I, I didn't uh, hear it. Anchor Knox. Oh. Anchor Knox. Yeah. I haven't heard that yeah. game. Dude, I haven't. I don't think I've played that game in a long, long time. Holy shit. I'm trying to think of the last time I actually did play that game. Damn, it's been a while. Man, good choices. Good choices. Oh, by the way, I just brought up the storyline to kind of for Vey just to kind of refresh. Mm-hmm. Basically goes that over basically over a millennia ago uh, in another part of a galaxy, basically there's a huge interstellar war. And during the conflict, one of the large, basically like mech machines, uh, has its guidance system damaged and the pilot is already long dead. So it basically crashes into um, a planet called Vey. And it's inhabited by a simpler people that have very little technology, more of like the fantasy, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And the it. machine basically is programmed to like, you know, for war. It starts rampaging and killing off the population, just destroys everything. So it takes the, it basically the five mightiest wizards that they have, combine their forces and basically seal it away. Uh, and which basically, it sealed its power to five separate orders, you know, sealed away by in five different locations. And the machine itself is locked away. So basically you have to power it up again. So it's locked away. And then you got the prince in this kingdom is about to get wed to basically his, his, his true love. And pretty much the dignitaries of all the kingdoms have attended. And that basically halfway through the uh, the ceremony, the castle is attacked by a fleet of robots, you know, patterned after this technology. And um, the castle's, you know, reduced to ruins. And basically the prince vows to rescue his betrothed uh, from her captors. And basically what it goes by is... He tries to collect all the orbs and get so, this, yeah, and reawaken the machine to use it to save her. Yeah, but it turns out is there's actually a second one of these, and that's what's held by the bad guy that basically sent all these things to capture the other princess and basically wreak havoc. So it's uh, actually a pretty fun game. Right. Sounds, sounds like a pretty like space storyline. Yeah, space quest. For, at the time it was an excellent RPG at the time because this is before they really got the JRPGs got huge. Hold on, we we got to back up there for a second. Zyber, did you just say space quest? Yes, I did. Dude, <laughs> love like, space quest. You, you literally just like plucked <laughs> a game out of my head that that is like near and dear to my heart. Roger Wilco, man, he's yep. the fucking man. And and for all uh, the same, out there, the same that one that did Dungeons Slayer, the one that introduced me to those, Cecil, you introduced me yep, to those. Same here, dude. Space uh, Dungeon quest, quest and uh, Space Quest, or Dungeon Slayer and Space Quest, rather. Dungeon Slayer. Oh, Man, you introduced me to the uh, the Space Quest, um, 7th Guest and 11th Hour. Oh, there were so many good games you introduced me to. Oh, dude, like, if we're going to go back in night... Well, fuck, that, that's a whole episode later. Yeah, that, 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 that's, a, that's an episode to itself. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do a 90s nostalgia episode next time. Uh, yeah, All right. I can, I, we, can, we can go on fucking ever about that. Uh, Zebra, did Christ, you have any Total Annihilation. Did you have any more games for the sci-fi uh, sci-fi to be modern? Uh, actually, yeah. You know, Total Annihilation should make a comeback. Holy crap, dude! That was like, it was like seriously, nineteen ninety-three, wasn't it? Ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. Jesus Christ! That, yeah, well, that was even newer. Strategy, than I thought it was. Uh, sci-fi. Man, Total Annihilation. <laughs> Shit. It, it was yeah, basically like a Command and Conquer, but yeah, with yeah, mechs and strategy. tanks. Yeah. Well, I guess it's. I guess I gotta answer that question. You know, yeah, I actually, I because of course, I mean, we have all of our ask our questions uh, between Twitter and uh, and our Discord channel. So I have the luxury that I get to read them all and really mull over them for a while. 
So that's one kind of advantage I have. I mean, anybody can get on our Twitter ch- Twitter chat and uh, or our Discord channel and, and read them at any point in time they want to. But uh, I really had some time to mull over on this. And our next question I had a long time to mull over. But sci-fi game that I would love to see remade. Wow. Um, there are so many. And I, tr- I, I literally, I started with a list of about 15 and I narrowed it down to two. One right. game, One game I would love absolutely love to see remade and there was a lot of talk for god well over a decade of there being a third installment coming out of it and it never came out i've never seen any more development on it but it was an old game called starflight now uh if you if you know what starflight is starflight is a space exploration game it uh, came out for dos yes dos i said that disc operating system dos uh, and it came out with Starflight and Starflight 2. And basically what it was, Starflight 2, I'm, I'm going to just describe Starflight 2 because that's the easier one. You basically are tasked with going out and finding a new inhabitable planet for basically the people of Earth. Um, they don't say it's Earth. They say it's like Sol or some shit like that. But you're trying to find a new inhabitable planet because we burnt out the one we're on and we got to move. So you fly around the universe. (laughs) Well, you fly around the universe and you're trying to find a new planet and you're exploring this. It's a small universe. It's tiny in comparison Um, to everything else. It's, it's, it's super small. Like it's the Japanese universe. Yes. I just made a penis joke. I did. I did it. Uh, (laughs) So so small. So you literally are flying around and you meet all these different alien species. And you're, you're, you find different species, and you hear about all these other different species, and you get to talk to these species, and you get to fight. Basically, you're in a – it's like a uh, – best way to describe it is a modified cargo ship. And you can upgrade your shields. You can upgrade your weapons on it. But basically, you're in a modified cargo ship. So when you go to fight people, and you're fighting against warships, you get your ass kicked because you're in a fucking cargo ship. Um. But it's it's it was a super fun, super cool game. I mean, Starflight One, you had like I forget what the the fuel was called, but it was like Illyrium or Elysium or, or something like that. And in Starflight Two, that fuel was Cialis. illegal. Yeah, see, well, Cialis, yeah, it's probably, that would be a fuel as well. Shit, it might be a fuel, anyways. But uh, you had you had this fuel that was that in Starflight Two, in Starflight One, it's like you had to get this fuel. But in Starflight Two, it became like illegal, and it was you could go get it by talking to people. But really, it was illegal to have anyway. So it was weird, but it was a super fun game. Um, totally dated graphics. They actually made a Starflight. I can't remember if it was Starflight or Starflight 2, but they made an adaptation for the Sega Genesis. And it was okay, but it wasn't it wasn't like it was for the DOS game or for the for the DOS version. It was for DOS it was really really cool. I would love to see either a sequel or a complete remake of that game because I am a huge space exploration fan. I'm a huge exploration fan in general. Yeah, but, you've, uh, you've really gotten me into the whole like space exploration games, especially with all the Star Treks that you uh, lent my way. Oh, yeah, like, uh, what was it, Judgment Right and 25th Anniversary. Yeah, those were super, super fun games, and they, they, they lent an element of uh, simulation in there, too. But, like, No Man's Sky, 
I was really looking forward to No Man's Sky. And you know what? I got to revisit it now that they've done a bunch of updates. And where I've been reading is the updates are really, really good. But I have to go back. I have to get back into it too. I have to update it and get back into that as well. Yeah, because because No Man's Sky when I first started playing it, it scratched that space exploration itch for me. But it got just so stale so quickly. So I'm really hoping that the the new updates that they've had to it are going to scratch that exploration itch a bit more. But Starflight, Starflight is definitely a game that I would love to see remade. Um, it's a sci-fi yeah. game. It was space exploration. It had planet. Uh, you could jump onto a planet and run around in your little all-terrain vehicle and shoot shit, and then you'd stun it. <laughs> your little and well, you, well, you'd vehicle. stun it, and then you'd bring it into your cargo bay, and then you'd go and sell it off onto some other planet. Yeah, and you'd make money that, that way. Is that- is that the same one you also used to do a lot of mining? Like you could set up all those groups to do the mining and defense while you went, you know, to school or work, and you came back and you continued on. No, no, no. That was like Star Trek Galaxies. This was you had that to was go Galaxies. to a planet. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> you'd you'd have to go to a planet, go to a spot that had a little mining symbol on it, and then keep mining there. And you had a, just a certain amount of fuel. It was a really look. Just it's dated graphics, but it's super fun. If you can if you can deal with how dated everything is on that game, go play Starflight Two or Starflight. Starflight Two I recommend more than Starflight, but go play it. It's super fun. Um you'll probably get carpal tunnel syndrome from playing it. I mean shit, I blew my hands <laughs> off with gunpowder and I literally jammed pencils into my glove like Oh god, mittens. I remember Dude, oh, and I was man. playing Starflight Two. With those friggin' massive mittens I had on. Because, like, that game was so much fun. That's how much fun that game was. I remember coming over to your house shortly after you did that. And you're there at the computer downstairs with, like, Wolverine-style pencils coming out of your your mittens. And you're, like, tapping away on the keyboard. And you're like, hey, what's up? I remember coming to visit you. Because this was partially my fault, actually. <clears throat> and um, so I came to visit uh, Cecil, and I was about to say it, and I remember he vividly was like, you do that, and I will kill you. And I was about to go into the Rocky theme song. Because <laughs> he had the mittens. Well, well, dude, I had those mittens on, man. And, I mean, just, just for quick clarification for anybody listening, I uh, as a younger kid, I was really dumb. I got a hold of some black powder, and... Uh, yeah, let's just say it ended up with a thousand degree pillar of flame and I was in the middle of it. So I literally had my hands wrapped up and, and all that I could have to describe them as was bandage boxing gloves. So I would shove pencils up into the boxing gloves so I could type with them because, I mean, I was a dedicated gamer. And I would literally do the one button press with pencils. Now, it was great because I could play the game, but it was really bad when the pencils would, like, rub against one of the blisters and, like, it would start leaking out. And that's when I got gross. But I was literally that dedicated to Starflight that I I, I would risk, well, shit, I got horrible sca- scars on my hands anyways. I literally got horrible scars on my hands just so I could continue playing that game. That's how awesome the game is. So yeah, go I'm check actually, it out. Go play I'm, it. I'm, I'm kind of partially surprised nobody's come up, uh, said this yet, but then I realized, you know, we, <clears throat> before, I mean, I, I went back, I went back and collected, but, um, so we, none of us had a Sega City back in the day, but in the early oh, 90s, uh, I Kurt, re- Kurt rented one and then bought one. Yeah. Oh, that's Zyberland. right. Sorry. I'll, I'll edit that out later. I don't, I don't know if, if, <laughs> if, uh, if, if, if Cyber had or not, cause I, I went back and played it, uh, 
while ago, but early 90s, um, they had a Dune game that they made that was pretty decent on the Sega yes. CD in the early 90s. Yes, I, I, did I, yes, did they I did. Did I play that with you, uh, uh, Zyber? Yes, you did. <laughs> that's right, that's yes, where I remember did. from. It was, I just it was remember a, Sewer Rat. That's the game a, I remember yep. inside of Blood's house was Sewer Rat. It was an RTS and I got, an adventure game. Dune, it was actually a pretty good version. They got off to a rocky start in development, but they made a pretty good Dune right. game that got pretty I got in reviews. trouble for uh, uh, Night Trap also, which my mom ended up taking and throwing away because she heard about the game on the news and you know didn't want me having it. So yeah, I threw away it, my 65 bucks. Wasn't the Dune game called like Attack on Arrakis or something like that? No, it was actually literally called Dune. Yeah, but yeah. didn't they make then they must have made a PC port of it called Attack on Arrakis? Because I remember there was an RTS called right. Attack on Arrakis. I remember there was a, playing that. Well, there was a Dune I CD remember... that, that came out for uh, sorry for PC. There was called Dune CD, and it was like a um... there was Dune Attack of the Giant Sandworms. I'm, no, there was uh, called PC. it was called Attack on Arrakis. It was like uh, it was like yeah, Dune I remember two, Attack on Arrakis. It. I remember playing a game on PC at your house that was Dune, and if you uh, spent too oh, much time out in the desert, you died. Here it is. <laughs> yeah, it, was, that, it was Dune 2000 Attack on Arrakis. That was it. That was it right there. That was it. That was the game. Yeah, they made a Dune CD game that had all the voiceovers on it, and it was actually really, really fun. It's really hard to kind of describe how that game was, because it was more like an adventure game, because you would you would go around. It was like a... It was almost like a um, like a builder game because you would you would go to the different like Fremen um, colonies and you would say build this here and you would have to fight off the Harkonnens and then eventually you would start planting stuff that would kill the spice and it would start moving north. But but Attack on Arrakis was definitely a real time strategy game. It wasn't like it wasn't like Doom CD. Well, anywho, digressing again. So my second game that I would say for sci-fi that I would love to see remade, um, hands down, you actually already mentioned it, is Space Quest. I would nice. love to see Space Quest come back. Uh, as I mean, King's Quest came back. And once I saw King's Quest come back, I literally, once I saw King's Quest come back, I got a hard on. I'm like, oh my god, are they going to bring Space Quest back? You know what? I if Roger Wilco comes back, I'm going to fucking cream my pants. Actually, you know what I think they should do for Space Quest, honestly? Mm. I think what would be on, uh, honestly really cool, which would get me you know, a bit of chub going there, is I think they should make a sequel to Space Quest. Like, you know, special edition, ooh, sequel to Space Quest, a new one. And then include a revamped version of all the old ones. That'd be like nice. A collection that went with it. That would That'd be, be real nice. Sweet. Space Quest Three. I forget what it was called, like the Pirates of Penzan or some shit like that. But in Space Quest Three, you started out in that game because in Space Quest Two, you ended up in a little shuttlecraft and then jumping into into like hypersleep or whatever. In Space Quest Three, you get picked up by a garbage ship, and you literally start the game in a garbage ship. Like, you're running around and you're seeing, like, the Statue of Liberty. And they has all these cool little Easter eggs around. But the thing that I loved about it is that you literally found this old... It was called the Aluminum Mallard. Because it was a spoof under the Millennium Falcon. Um, <laughs> and I think it was called the Aluminum Mallard. And you had to find the pieces to build this ship back together. And then you flew off in this ship. But it was like one of those, hey, this is my ship. This is fucking mine. Um... But Space Quest Three was like it, it was 
it started off, you got the aluminum mallet. And then Space Quest Four, I think it was Roger Wilco lost in time or some shit like that, and he started bouncing back and forth in time. But yeah, like I, I would love to see the Space Quest series either come back as a remake or come back as a sequel, but I would love to see Roger Wilco come back in a Space Quest game. Cecil, I remember playing in your house, and I think you let me borrow it. What was that game where you're playing in, in your like in hell? Are you talking about Hell, a cyberpunk thriller? That might have been it. Was uh, Dennis Hopper one of the main characters, like he was playing the devil? Yes. Yep, Hell, a cyberpunk thriller. It had the chick that kept flashing her tit at you when you talked to her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, you know what, I hate to speak ill about a game. That game had a lot of shock value to it. It had a lot of, at the time, had a lot of stuff going for it. It had the... Uh, it had the higher-end graphics, I guess, um, because it had, like, the uh, other world, higher-end higher graphics. I say other world, even though other world didn't have higher-end graphics at the time. But it had higher-end graphics. It had Dennis Hopper as one of the main characters in it. Uh, I remember really, that. Really, that game, it was an adventure game, and it like there was no cohesive like gameplay out of that game. No, it, it wasn't. Was, it was super difficult because you'd play it and like you'd have to go over here and slide a card into an ATM to get a gem or a, or a coin out of it to go give to this guy. But you don't know that this guy wants the coin because he never tells you that he wants the coin. But then he'd give him the coin and then you'd drop down <laughs> into hell and you'd see Dennis Hopper. But Dennis Hopper isn't really like Dennis Hopper. He's really like some weird robot Dennis Hopper. There was like l- literally the best way to play that game would be either... Acid. Yeah, exactly. Like stoned <laughs> out of your gourd. Just completely never, stoned out of your gourd. I was never able to get very far in that game. N- neither was I. Like you'd get to the point like you'd have no money. So you'd be like, hey, I can go to this horse betting track and I can bet my money on this. And then you'd lose all your money and then you'd be fucked. It's like, well, what the fuck do I do now? I can't do anything. Yeah, hell a cyberpunk thriller. Dude, nostalgia wise, that's a great freaking game. But... Playability wise, God, that was a kick in the cock. <laughs> well, let's go on to the next question here. Um, this one actually comes from Gravemind, our uh, our illustrious previous host. We miss him. Um, if someone wanted to get into Marvel Comics, not saying who, where would you suggest starting? With the universe being so vast and having so much time behind it, uh, behind it, the entrance seems daunting. Wow. I've tried to um, because that's God. That my head swim. So Zyra Blood, where it, would you suggest somebody start if they're trying to get into Marvel Comics? Um, it it's me. I would have to say start where I started in the Silver Age, but that that's a little bit right there. I mean, other than that, I'd say start with a modern run and go from there. All right, modern run. I like that. What about you, D? What do you say? Where would you start if you were going to tell somebody to get, uh, if they were trying to get into Marvel Comics, where would you tell them to start? It's a tough one. I mean, I would think that we want to go by personality. Like, uh, I think it would depend upon the person. It's like if you can get a feel, um, if they're in the more serious side or the more lighthearted side. I would say, I would say one that I really, a series that I really liked that really got, uh, that really kind of helped my attention. I would say if you can find them. X-Men uh, Executioner Song. Oh, man. That was a great arc, dude. That was it where was Magneto a good had... Uh, he had that floating... Um, 
It was like city a floating space. Genosha. Yeah, yeah, it was a floating yeah. city in space. And it's also near the end is where he ripped out the animanium out of Wolverine. It's 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 a very classic yeah, series. Yeah, and his uh, and it skeleton... Uh, it, had when, it had, of course, you know, Cable, you know, the clone, and, you know, it had dude, you know, Magneto. And, and Xavier was walking in it. He had that suit that he yeah. could use his mental well, powers to walk with. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he had the suit that allowed him to walk again. Um, yeah, it, it I was, love the Jean Grey kept Jean Grey. I love kept the panel. Together. Yeah, yep. I love the panel of uh, and, fucking and of course Saber it introduced, And at the end of that, I believe it was that it introduced Dark Phoenix. The beginning is a Dark Phoenix. Is it what when they were trying to get back to Earth? She had to sacrifice herself to save the rest of them. No, 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 no. They they were on the Blackbird, and she actually kept Wolverine's body together while it healed itself because the adamantium was yeah. ripped out. Of his, no, no, literally, she, she his that. bones were ripped out. She did that, but I thought that on the way back is where it led into the uh, the dark uh, uh, the original part of the Phoenix, because uh, on the way back from that um, in the end of Execution Song, in the back for where they're coming back from the city in space. Their shielding is damaged. Somebody has to steer it in and stay in the cockpit, but whoever does is going to die. No, I, I, I was going to say, I when they were coming back from that floating island, what was happening is Wolverine, literally Jean Grey, was, uh, she was literally using her mental telepathy to hold Wolverine's body he, she together. Was. Yeah. And I forget who was flying the Blackbird, but part of the Blackbird like busted off, and Jean Grey, I think it was Jean Grey, all of a sudden got sucked out of the side and Wolverine reached out and grabbed a hold of them and pulled them back in. And then they landed. Um, I think what you're thinking about with Dark Phoenix, that was the Shi'ar Empire one, where the Shi'ar Empire came in and then Dark Phoenix was born Right, from that. Uh, and uh, if my memory is anything, which I'm probably wrong, but I could be right, um... The Hellfire Club, they were seeking out uh, Jean Grey to join up because they had a feeling of the Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Executioner's Song is a great one. They had the holographic, like, card-sized yeah. uh, thing on the bottom right-hand yes. corner of each issue. Yeah. Um, yep. And I can remember that because I actually had the entire Executioner Song, uh, of the whole arc. And then the... I, I went to England and it got uh, it got liberated from my possession. I believe it was actually sold for drug money. But, uh, yeah, I remember that. And that was one of my favorite arcs. I remember I spent a lot of time making sure I collect, one of my, could collect all those. One of my favorite panels out of that, though, was uh, the image of fucking uh, Sabretooth walking through the desert, dragging the uh, animantium skeleton. Oh, yeah. Dude, What my favorite panel on that was actually when Magneto actually pulled the animantium out of Wolverine. Because he kind of went on this whole little tangent. He's like, you know, look, I could have done this to you at any point in time, anytime right. I wanted to, but you know what? I'm going to do it now. And then Xavier, like he, he got pissed. Like he literally, he lobotomized Magneto at that point yeah. in time. Yeah, and he did. He, he completely erased his mind. Yeah, he, he, he just and totally. came hammer. Yeah, he, he fucking psychic blasted him hardcore. I remember that. that Hammer was, that was, was badass, one. though. So, Zyberblood, where would you say, if if somebody was going to come up to you and say, hey, look, I want to get into Marvel Comics, where would you You already asked that. You were oh, so did drunk. I? Wow. Yeah, so yeah. Drunk. I mean, I, I gave just a very generalized oh, answer. Shit. I didn't go into depth. But if I were to pick a comic and tell them to go from there, I'd say read the Pit series. <laughs> was was <laughs> or, Pit uh, No, 
actually no, Pitt wasn't Marvel. Never mind. No, Screw this, that. This, yeah, this question uh, was that definitely Marvel. Pitt, right. Um, Sorry, I can, I can edit this all not out Pitt, later. But uh, I'm so drunk, I can edit it out later. <laughs> um, Marvel-wise, um, I would say look into old cloak and dagger stuff. Well, where I would save for this, for Marvel, uh, if you're going to enter Marvel, Marvel is a vast, vast universe. And, and Marvel right. has one thing that, uh, well, I say one thing. Marvel has kept a pretty good handle on their continuity. Now, that's loosely saying it, all right? Because continuity is, is pretty hard hard to, to come by. It's not as bad as DC. DC, whenever they start fucking with our continuity, they just go, you know what? We're just going to have, I don't know, the Flash change the time stream or... Yep. We're going to have all the universes collapse on one another. Point break. Yeah, or Infinite Crisis or whatever. But uh, I actually had a lot of time Zero to think hour. about this question because I am a huge, huge comic nerd. Um, I haven't collected in a while because mostly, you know, funds weren't there and all that shit. But if you were going to get into Marvel Comics and you really wanted to get into Marvel Comics... First thing I would say is don't don't sweat small stuff. Don't try to get into everything all at once. Exactly. Pick a, book, pick a book, pick a character, or pick a set of characters or whatever. However many you feel that you can handle in a week's time or in a month's time, because sometimes books are released monthly. Um, find a character or a couple characters or a book or a couple books and stick oh with God. it. So like you know, the go with like Spider Man. Oh yes, yes, this compilation Spider Man, uh, Maximum Carnage. Well, well, I, I, I'm not even saying go back that far. I'm saying like start from today. <laughs> that was great. Oh, Maximum Carnage is fantastic. I love Maximum Carnage. Just, even the game that they just there's so many things. Well, I'm not Super Nintendo. Again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm digressing again. But I would just say, look, easiest way to get into Marvel. It is, it is huge. It's a huge, huge universe. And you're not going to pick it all up in a day, in a week, in a month, in a year. You're not going to pick it up. There is so much that has happened. Yeah, the content. Don't is try insane. to pick it up. Don't try to. Don't try to overwhelm yourself. Pick a character or pick a couple characters. My recommendation, like, you know, X Men. You know, there's a bunch of people in X Men. They have a lot of crossovers in X Men. Pick something like that, or pick Spider Man, the Amazing Spider Man. Um, spectacular spider-man you don't have to read them all pick a book pick a character and start reading it just start right picking but it up. also go to your local comic shop and say hey start pulling this these issues for me and start reading those and go from there and the reason i say right. start there is you can start with one character or start with a couple characters read them and then as you're reading them they're going to have some minor crossovers uh it's i hope and again i haven't collected in a while but I hope it's not going to be as bad as Civil War and Utopia, <laughs> where literally you had to buy every arc from every fucking character right. and read them all to get the whole story. But that's the thing right there also. I like what you're saying, but also pick a timeline. Because there's, there's a few timelines in Marvel. I don't think they're um, going to know enough to pick a timeline. Yeah, that's why I'm saying like like just pick a book like Amazing Spider-Man or Spectacular Spider-Man or Ultimate, whatever you want. Actually, I think they killed all the Ultimates, didn't they? Well, whatever. So pick pick a character, pick a book, and just start reading it. That's where you start. I think they're do, start still reading. doing the Ultimate Iron Man. It could be. But just start, pick one up, start reading it. And 
as you start reading it, as you get more comfortable with that character, because in every book that you read, it's going to reference stuff that happened in the past. And yeah, you're going to be curious, but don't sweat it. Just keep reading from this moment forward. Because if you try to go back and you try to collect all those other ones and you try to read them and you try to you try to get caught up on it, you're going to end your you're going to build yourself into a cycle of just yeah. oh man, I'm never going to read I'm never going to read enough. Like you can go ra- back and read all the Jack Kirby <laughs> shit and you're like, "Oh man, I I caught up on all of his great art." And yeah, you did. But you just like you could have went to college and gotten a degree. You know? Yeah. Just just pick a that, book. They're just going to redo the storylines anyways or the arcs and Exactly. Timelines. Like yes. like okay, here's a great example. Now I, I love comic books. I love Marvel. Don't take this as a negative thing. It just is what it is. So Civil War came out. And I'm probably going to fuck this up because I'm drunk. But Civil War came out. They had some shit go down. And I think they had like... Uh, I can't remember if they did Utopia fucking after Nitro. that. Oh yeah, that's that was, Nitro was the start of Civil War. He had that yeah. drug and fucking killed those kids. And it was crazy. But then, then they went to... Um, Captain Marvel's... Uh... Oh yeah, they did the whole quest. But they they did like a a Mutopia thing shortly after that. And that was basically where all the mutants were basically the, the, the dominant species. So every mutant got what they wanted. At the end of Mutopia, they did something where Wanda Maximoff, because she made Mutopia, Wanda Maximoff basically just decimated the entire world. She, she uttered three words, no more mutants. When she did that, she basically, I think it was like 192 mutants were left in the world. Now, mutants are are specifically people with mutations. Not like Spider-Man. Spider-Man was affected by a radioactive spider, so he doesn't count as a mutation. He wasn't born with it. Scientific anomaly. Same thing with Hulk, gamma radiation. Yeah, exactly. Scientific anomaly. He was affected by gamma radiation, so he wasn't affected by it. Fantastic Four, scientific anomaly. Steve Steve Rogers, he wasn't affected because, of course, he had the super soldier syndrome. But Wanda Maximoff uttered three words, no more mutants, and basically there was 192 mutants left in the world out of, like, thousands. Literally, people were falling out of the sky because all of a sudden they couldn't fly anymore. The blob turned into this like weird-looking guy with a whole bunch of extra skin because he was no longer the blob. Um, but they, they, you know, they they do little continuity shifts like that, but they keep track of their continuity. That's what I like about Marvel. DC, when they fuck up their continuity, they're just like, you know what? Screw it. We're gonna rewrite everything. Jason Todd's alive again. He came from another universe, and here yeah, he universe. is. Yep. Um, here's here's what you gotta learn Earth. about about uh, well DC DC and Marvel. Marvel keeps it together at least it keeps it straight pretty well. But take the uh, scientific theory of the multiverse. There could be infinite universes. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Lo- <laughs> Logan farts. T- yeah, Logan farts today, and there's 14 more clones of him tomorrow. I mean, that's that's the multiverse. But just I'm again I'm digressing because I've drank or. Or the comic book universe at this point, <laughs> all the freaking story but, arcs. But yeah, just just pick pick a pick a book or pick a couple of books, pick a couple of characters, pick the characters you like, start reading them. Pick your nose, and you, and you know what? As you start reading them, you're going to find either other characters you like, or you're going to find, hey, I don't like that character. Um, you know, like Ghost Rider. I'm I'm a huge fan of Ghost Rider, but some too. of the things that they did to him later on, I was like, hey, you know what? I, I'm not digging that so the much. Prophet. I like the old school Ghost Rider. Um, you know, fun fact, Punisher. Punisher actually regrets none of his actions because he went up against Ghost Rider's penance stare and it didn't affect him whatsoever. <laughs> his pen- yep. Ghost Rider's penance stare basically takes every regret that you have in the world 
and like compounds it, it makes you relive it and it basically just like crushes you punisher went up against ghost rider's penistare and he had no regrets because he doesn't regret anything he does he's just that badass he doesn't give a shit exactly he's pissed off at all the bad guys in the world for damn good reason but uh but that's that's my answer again i've had a lot of time to think about this one and i'm a huge comic nerd but just pick a character pick a couple characters read the arcs and then start expanding from there but I think it'd be good also for this type of question to know kind of the personality of the person, too. Because it's like, are they somebody that likes justice and vengeance? Or are they somebody that likes something a little bit more lighthearted like Spider-Man with his campy jokes? Well, that's you why know. I say pick a character or pick a couple characters and read from there. You know, I can't yeah. say which characters mm-hmm. to pick because there's so many characters out there. But just... Right. I mean, Pick if your own if, flavor. Yeah, if you're looking into Marvel Comics, you already know about the characters already. So just pick a character, start reading their book. And if you don't like that character, move on to a different character and start reading their book. Just pick a character and stick with them. Don't worry about all the other shit that's going on in the universe. Just pick a character and go with them and then run from there. That's my answer. So next question. And wow, we are we are running out of time on this one. Um, and actually, the last question. This one's actually asked by Wilco from the Ultra Super Mega community. Which, dude, thank you for jumping in and asking the question. Absolutely. If you visited Australia, what will kill you first, you think? Shitty dick. Um, Cyberblood, what do you think will kill you first in Australia? Uh, definitely because I'd want to go surfing and be a bull shark. I could see that. In fact, I could see you surfing and dying from a bull shark in my head. That's the funny thing. Yeah. What about Especially you, since I'm so out of uh, you know shape. No, well, knowing you, my luck, you're in a probably, shape. It's called probably. round. You're in a shape. Yeah. So D, what, yeah, I'm what, just what, more what would, buoyant. Shape muffin. Yeah, what, what would kill you, D? Most likely a poisonous snake. I've got a bad habit of accidentally stepping on the damn things. I, I, I lucky, lucky as shit, I didn't get bit, but I stepped on when I was uh like a copperhead in Texas. It's like I always managed to step on a damn poisonous snake. Nah, I haven't got I, bit I, luckily because I'd back off and be like, dude, dude, yo, bro, yeah, yeah, we're cool, cool. I think it'd be more Shit on the luck. lines of a spider for you, D. You go put your foot in a in a shoe, and you'd have a brown recluse in there. Honestly, I'd be <laughs> fine as long as it wasn't a fucking camel spider. Oh God, you had to mention I hate camel those spiders. Damn I hate, seriously. One of those bit me in the damn face. I hate those goddamn things. God. All right, so if you're listening to the cast right now and you're wondering what the hell a camel spider is, go look Don't. it up. The only thing I can Don't. describe it as is it looks like a face hugger. From aliens. That's what it looks with, like. With the face of a predator. In their yeah, with the face of a predator. God, those things. For, like, for those out there, it. I'm actually uh, a combat vet. I spent time in the Middle East, and I got bit by one of those fuckers. I hate those damn things. Well, I can I can honestly and wholeheartedly mm-hmm. say, if I went to Australia, the thing that would kill me would be a roux. <laughs> I, I, I would see one, and in my brain, I would think to myself, I gotta punch it. No, I, I would think either A, I could go up and be like, pet it. B, I could go up and take a look in its pouch. Or B, I could outfight this fucker. How and many ways can he just name? <laughs> yeah, but kangaroos are dangerous. They're strong, too. They're yeah, sad. actually, Dude. that's a reoccurring thing. People getting drunk and fighting kangaroos. <laughs> that would except be me. That, except I'd... that one Australian guy. Did you all guys see the video? Oh, where he fucking punched that dude that ruined the face and he yeah. just like, yeah. dropped his guard. Yeah, basically, like, oh, this, this Australian guy, of course, Australian people have got balls to no end. They're fucking titanium balls. Oh, basically, dude, this kangaroo titanium attacked this balls poor the guy's... size of dump trucks. 
<laughs> Basically, this guy just he, he couldn't think of anything else. A kangaroo started assaulting uh, uh, his pet dog. This fucker just comes running out of nowhere and fucking hauls off and sucker punches the damn thing in the jaw. Dude, he and, gives that and, thing and, a and good it, clock. And it dazes the day. What's surprising is it dazes the kangaroo. And kangaroos are usually pretty aggressive. Like if you hit them, they will hit back. So he oh, starts dude. to walk. They he starts to walk claws. away, and it's and he started to walk away, and the kangaroo started to like go after him. He turned around, and the kangaroo like just went, nope, nope, sorry, fuck, fuck, no, nope, nope, and left. He's like, no, bro, you know what, you know what, you know what? fuck this. It was well, like, dude, holy shit, well, this guy th- is my hero. The thing about kangaroos that, um, like, I didn't even know was they have like their their lower. Uh, I don't know what the fuck they call them, hind paws legs. or whatever. Yeah, they're hind legs. They've got some really sharp fucking, like, raptor claws mm-hmm. on those fucking things. Yep. And they'll grab a hold of you and start scratching at you with those things, and they will eviscerate you with those things. And that's how I'll die. That's like, if I went to Australia, I'd be like, I would have a bottle of this colonial-era rum, and I'd be halfway through it like I am now, and I'd be like, hey, look at that, it's a fucking roux. I'm going to go say Hi. Or I'd be like Steve Irwin. I'm like, I'm gonna stick my thumb up its bum, and then I die. I would like have my intestines in my hand, going, "Well, that didn't go as planned," and then I just drop dead. Or we'll see uh, the ruse stuffs him in his pouch. <laughs> yeah, or the ruse like, "Motherfucker, I'm <laughs> stuffing you in my pouch. I'm raping you tonight." We see a ruse bouncing around with, with Cecil's head sticking out the pouch, looking around like, "What?" <laughs> the ruse would be like, "Oi, Cecil, I'm raping you tonight." This, this is a heavy fucker right here. Yeah. yeah that, that, that would Get be in how there, I you stringy die. bastard. Yeah, that would that would be a oh, rue. That's that's exactly like there's there's poisonous snakes, there's deadly spiders, there's all this other fucking stuff. Uh, but a rue me? would kill me. That that's that, that's how I would die. Knowing my luck, actually, it would probably be all the poisonous stuff, all the above. I'd like stumble one into the other. Yeah, but you know what? Ow, it bit me. Ow, it bit me. But you know what? You'd be like friggin' Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. Every single poisonous thing would bite you, and none of it would kill you, because it's all trying to kill you simultaneously, and it would get stuck in the door jam. See, how many things have gone wrong with me, and how many times have I been clinically dead? I know. I'm I'm, I'm stuck here, I think. I think I'm in purgatory. I'm stuck here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're not getting out. No. Well, (laughs) Zyberblood, tell people where they can find you at, if they were so inclined to track you down. If you really want to track me down, you can find me on Twitter at Zyberblood, that's Z-Y-B-E-R-B-L-O-O-D. And same thing anywhere else. If you want to play a game, that's my uh, gamer tag for both. Well, not both. Actually, everything. (laughs) Every fucking thing you're looking for, Zyberblood. Yeah. That's how you find them. Though there is some little dickhead on YouTube stealing my brand. Oh, so we're going to find him and kick him in the cock. But other than that, yeah. Zyberblood. Z-Y-B-E-R-B-L-O-D. More than likely, it's going to be me. First nice. time I ever run into anyone using my brand. D, where can people find you at? They can find me at uh, microbrewgamers with a Z instead of an S dot com. That leads to I have everything from YouTube to VidMe at microbrewgamers with a Z. I'm on Twitter. Um, I'm on Instagram. Uh, I'm on the GNA podcast, which is a proud uh, partner with uh, Ninja Pancake. Um, pretty much, if you look at Microbrew Gamers with a Z, you'll probably find me on something. Uh, nice. Twitch, yeah, you name it. And I'm Cecil Xavier. I've been your host for the evening. You can find me at Cecil versus Games on Twitter. You can find me at Cecil Xavier almost everywhere else. Facebook, uh, Twitch, um, 
PSN just without the I. The wall of truck stop bathrooms with a yeah, 800 with a number. Hole. Yeah, with a hole in the stall. You can find me there. I'm, I'm, my name is right around that hole in the stall. Um, <laughs> so we hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe us on iTunes. Uh, reviews on iTunes help people find the show. So if you get a chance, please jump out there. Let us know how you think, good or bad. Hey, I don't give a shit. If you, if you don't like the show, give us a bad review. Shit, I'll, I'll read it on the air if I can find it. Granted, I can't find anything. Um, you can also find us on Android with Google Play Music or Podcast Addict. I uh, personally use Google Play Music, uh, but I started using Podcast Addict, and I like, I'm starting to like that a lot more. You can follow us on Twitter, at GNA Podcast, or join us in our Discord chat. See that pin tweet right at the top. Facebook. Oh, shit. We are on Facebook. Just search GNA Podcast, at GNA Podcast. We've started playing and hosting games on our Twitch feed, www.twitch.tv forward slash GNA Twitchcast. We are, as, as Dee already mentioned, we are a proud member of the Ninja Pancake community where you can find great shows like, uh, ooh, like uh, Self Res from Warlock School and uh, Mulehorn Gaming. Mulehorn Gaming, yeah. Bombshell Jackets. Great guys over there. Go check them out on ninjapancake.com. Go check us too. Check us out on NinjaPancake.com. Uh, did we give props to Tahoe? Uh, not yet. Check us out. Email us on GNA Podcast at GNA in your DNA dot one with questions, comments, death threats, whatever the hell you want. Tell us something. We'd love to hear from you. Jump in our Discord chat. Tell us. And a huge, huge shout out to Tahoe Anime. Uh, check him out. He's on Twitter. Uh, I forget where he's on Facebook. He's under his real name on Facebook. But do check out Tahoe Anime. I think TahoeAnime.com. He does all of our artwork thus far. He's also done mine and upgraded some of mine for my sites. Yeah, amazing, amazing pixel art. He is. Uh, if you like pixel art, find that man. Track him down. Throw money at him. He is. Uh, he is the man. Suck his so, dick and he's, he's a nice guy and he's fantastic to work with. Yeah, yeah, totally. He's cool great. Guy. Great dude. Great day. So, uh, unfortunately, we did have Blue Shark here tonight. I was, uh, was really hoping to make a 45 joke because it's not 45. Yeah. Yeah. But so he did I got him. A question that we didn't I got answer. him good. I got him good earlier. Oh, shit. Did he ask a question we didn't answer? Yeah, he yeah. He did. asked a question. He did. Mother puss bucket. I didn't scroll down. Well, fuck it. You, you know, know what? Let's, let's, let's no. go into it. No, no. You know what? We're going to save that for next cast. Save I it for next cast. next cast. Next cast. All right. So, hey, thank you guys for joining in. Um, as always, it's a huge, huge pleasure and a huge honor to, uh, to sit here and chat with you guys, get drunk. Absolutely, brother. So Always fine. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy. Have a great night, everybody, and I hope you had a fun time.